Welcome to the Stolen Reality Podcast. This is where you belong. All right, everybody, welcome to the Stolen Reality Podcast. It is Friday, which means it's time for another bit-a-sode, and I'm going to waste absolutely no time today because I want to try to keep it underneath that 15-minute mark that I always promise you guys, and I seem to always go over. So we're just going to jump right into it today. So on Monday, I did a Mindset Mondays episode about the hope experiment with rats and about a man putting rats into these beakers full of water and that what he found was that if you pulled the rats out of the water just before they drowned and dried them off, they lived much, much, much longer. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to that episode first. That was on Monday's Mindset Monday episode. It's only about four minutes long, but it it is tying into what we're talking about today. I also mentioned this on my episode on Wednesday about the Erin Valenti case where she just mysteriously died. And I said in that episode that what I had talked about in Monday's episode wasn't the full story. And that is the case. So this hope experiment that happened, when you look up these articles for it, you're going to hear or read and see exactly what I talked about on Monday. And that did happen. That is true. But it's not the full story of how all this came together. And it's actually much, much more interesting when we look up the full scope of things. So that's what we're getting into today. I think that most journalists just tend to read other people's articles and then rewrite them. When you look up the Hope Experiment or Dr. Richter's Rat Experiments, you'll see essentially the exact same article written over and over and over again with just a little bit of the words changed here and there. Um, I don't think a lot of them actually take the time to get down to the dirty details, and that's why you guys come to me for your stories, because I actually went through and found the publicated article written by Dr. Richter about this experiment and about what actually happened. So that is what we're cracking into. So Dr. P. Richter, PhD, was the man who did this experiment that I talked about on Monday. And when he first published these findings, it was not in a paper called The Hope Experiment. It was actually in a paper called The Phenomenon of Sudden Death in Animals and Man. So in this article, he starts out by talking about a different paper that was published by a man named Walter Cannon called Voodoo Death. And this was published in 1942. And in this article, this man talks about all these instances of sudden death and psychogenetic death that happens in these more um, rural tribes and less developed countries of the world. And he gives a whole bunch of different examples of people from all over the world, from South America to Africa and all these smaller tribes of when they get cursed by a voodoo man, they freak out, and then before long, they're actually dead. And this man who wrote this original published paper, Walter Cannon, um, did a bunch of research into it and proved that this was a thing that actually happened. So he wanted to know what exactly was going on. So a quote from him, and take this quote as you will, because this was written a long time ago, and it's probably not the most politically correct— But he says, the phenomenon is characteristically noted among aborigines, among human beings so primitive, so superstitious, so ignorant that they feel themselves bewildered strangers in a hostile world. Instead of knowledge, they have fertile and unrestricted imaginations, which fill their environments with all manner of evil spirits capable of affecting their lives disastrously. 
So you can decide how you feel about those sentiments. But at the end of his publication, he says essentially that he has looked into all the data around it and done huge studies on this and that he has kind of decided that rage and fear, your fight or flight response and your endocrine system is what's causing these things to happen. People get so scared that their heart rate jumps up so much that they give themselves either a stroke or a heart attack and they end up dying. So back to Dr. Richter, who's actually doing this report where he referenced this uh, Walter Cannon. He's the one, you know, Dr. Richter is the one, again, who did the rat experiments. So he goes on from there to say that was the first time that we kind of have studied this scientifically, this uh, ability for people to kind of kill themselves with their mind, which I talked about the power of the minds in the faith healing episode last week. But... From there, he says, the next time that we saw something like this was by Dr. Gordon Kennedy in 1953, and he was studying the sodium metabolism rates in rats with very high salt diets. So he was pumping rats full of a whole bunch of sodium to see how their metabolism worked, and what uh, how he would do that is he would put them in these cages with funnels underneath them. So he would let them kind of live in there, and then they would pee when the funnels filled up with pee, they would take them and they would, you know, test their sodium levels and metabolism and all these different things. But what he was finding is that they were getting contaminants inside of their urine samples because the rats were using their whiskers and accidentally knocking food into their urine samples in the funnels. So he went through and he shaved all the rats' whiskers. Well, one of the three rats whose whiskers he shaved freaked out, went over to the side, nuzzled its nose into the side of the tank, and then within eight hours it was dead. So that was like, okay, what the hell just happened? And that leads us into Dr. Richter's actual experiments that we are now calling the HOPE experiments. So his experiments, which were done about two years after Dr. Gordon's experiments where he cut the whiskers, were actually to study the different responses to stress in domesticated versus wild rats. It had nothing to do with HOPE when he started out. So what he did was exactly what I talked about on Monday, where he would take rats and he would put them in these beakers of water and watch how long they could swim until they drowned and died, which is pretty uh, fucked up in the first place. But, you know, in the name of science, right? So he found a couple interesting things. So for the first part, he found that in domesticated rats, if you put them in water between 63 and 73 degrees, they would die in about 10 to 15 minutes. If you put them in water that is 95 degrees, they would last up to 60 to 80 hours. And if you put them in water of 105 degrees, they would last about 20 minutes. So obviously there was kind of a, a key zone there at 95 degrees where rats were able to last the longest. One thing he did note though, is that in all of the temperatures, some of the rats would die between 10 and 15 minutes. So there was always this outlier where some of them just died early. So that was confusing him. So that's when he thought of the study that was done by Gordon Kennedy on the sodium where he had cut the whiskers. So he decided to try something and he cut the whiskers of 12 domesticated rats and he put them in that 95 degree water. So that 95 degree water was the sweet spot where they would last like forever. So he cut the whiskers of 12 of them and put them in there to see what would happen. The first rat swam around the top kind of excitedly for a second, and then it dove down to the bottom and nudged its nose all over the bottom of the, the beaker jar for about two minutes without ever coming back up until it just died on the bottom. Two more did the exact same thing, and then the nine remaining swam for 40 to 60 hours. So three of the nine rats, just like the one out of three rats that got their whiskers cut by the other guy, had this strange reaction where they just kind of freaked out till they died. 
So again, more questions for, for Dr. Richter. So then he did it with hybrid rats. And hybrid rats were ones that were bred between a dom domesticated and then a completely wild rat. Five out of six of the hybrid rats just died very quick. So then he was like, okay, well, let's go to wild rats. Now, he was testing the, the stress responses in wild rats versus domesticated rats. So wild rats are obviously much more fierce, and they fight really hard for their survival. So he was expecting these things to last much longer when he was first starting the study. Well, he took 34 wild rats that were just recently trapped, and he clipped all of their whiskers. All of them died between 1 and 15 minutes. So that was a pretty big, like, okay, now now what the hell is happening um, for Dr. Richter? Because he expected them to last much longer. So, of course, he thought, well, it must be because we're cutting their whiskers. You know, rats, just like cats and everything else that has whiskers, really, uses them to kind of judge the world around them. So he figured, well, if we're cutting their whiskers, maybe they're just panicking themselves to death. So he started thinking about that, and he was like, well, we got to really take into account all of the factors that is going on with these wild rats, not just the fact that they're in a beaker of water, but we're capturing these things, we're putting them into a cage, we're holding them, and then we're picking them up, we're transferring them over to this, this um, beaker full of water, we're doing all these things, and all of these things could play a factor on what's causing these guys to die. So he went through and he broke down every little piece of everything um, from the way that they're being handled into their reaction to having their whiskers clipped to their confinement in the jar. And he was like, which one of these things are causing the most stress and causing all of this to happen? And what he found was what it was most in um, imposing on these rats was them being restrained when people grabbed them and their confinement in cages was the most important factor. Some of them even died just from being held and some of them died just from being put into the jar just automatically, not even um, being touched at all. So he's like, that's probably the biggest factor that's going on here. So the trimming of the whiskers was, was you know, an outlying factor a little bit, but it was much smaller than those different things. So then he was like, okay, well, if it wasn't the cutting the whiskers and this confinement was what was kind of making this happen, um, how, why, like what's going on here? So then he started thinking back again about this voodoo study. Well, in the voodoo study, you know, the man who had originally written that, Dr. Walter Cannon, thought that the adrenal response was overloading their systems and they were giving themselves heart attacks and their hearts were essentially stopping. So the first thing that they did was test their heart rate. And the way they did that kind of messed up as well. They, you know, the rats had to be able to swim around so they couldn't just put like little electrodes on them. They actually had to stick them under their skin, bend them back up over their legs and tape them to them so they could swim. So I'm sure that was nice for the rats. But they were able to watch the heart rate as as these rats swam to death, essentially, and died much quicker than they expected. And what they found was crazy. It was shocking. Their hearts didn't, like, overstimulate themselves, and then they had a heart attack and it just gave out. It was the exact opposite. Their heart rate slowed so much, and then it slowed their breathing, and it lowered their body temperature until it just stopped. So they took the rats out and they did little tiny mini autopsies on these rats. And what they found confirmed what they had seen with the um, heart rate monitors. That there was an overstimulation of the parosymp or para param Oh my god. There was an overstimulation of the parasympathetic. 
There it is. And not the sympathetico adrenal system. So they were expecting the sympathetico adrenal system, which is your fight or flight response and jacks your heart rate up to be the thing that was causing this to happen. It was the opposite. It's the parasympathetic that slows everything down and fights against that. So they saw, of course, when they first handled the rats, when they grabbed them and pulled them out of the cage or something like that, um, that their heart rate would shoot up and stuff. But the ones that actually died early, it was from their heart giving out and stopping. So they did a bunch of things to test this as well, like giving them very small amounts of parasympathetic uh, stimulants, which would be like morphine or something, but not even close to enough to kill them, but things that would cause a parasympathetic reaction. They gave those to the domesticated rats who were swimming much longer, and all of them died early as well. So they said, yep, well, that, that kind of, that kind of, sums it up that it's the parasympathetic that is killing us um so if if you don't know the difference between parasympathetic and and the uh sympathetico nerve adrenaline system adrenal system um just simple terms think of one that jacks your heart right up and one that brings it way down and makes you calm so they're kind of dying of calmness and that is the exact opposite results of what he thought he was going to get. And then that's when, like I was talking about on the Mindset Monday episode and what you'll find when you look up this experiment all over the place, he would take them right before they drowned um, within that first 15 minutes where they were usually dry, uh, drowning the, the wild rats. And he would take them out, dry them off, let them run around and have a little bit of hope. And then when he put them back in, all of a sudden they would swim for 60 to 80 hours. So he kind of conclusively said that if they don't have the hope to keep them going, their body will just shut down and give out. Where if we give them that hope that something's going to come save you, then their body can keep going for, you know, at least as long as the domesticated rats and, and you know, for much, much longer than they would normally. Because, you know, the domesticated rats already were used to being handled. They were used to being put into things and then taken out of things. So they already had this in their mind that they would uh, probably be saved and pulled back out afterwards. The, the wild rats didn't have that. And even though they're stronger and fiercer animals, the overarching results were that because they didn't have the hope of the domesticated ones, they were dying much earlier unless we give them that hope. So a lot of things have happened since then, and they've done a lot of studies about how this plays into you being able to actually die of heartbreak. I know people who have actually done that. And we've all heard stories of, you know, people's grandparents or something kind of saying, you know, I think it's my time and say their goodbyes. And then all of a sudden they just kind of pass on. Well, it's because we can we can do that. And that plays into what I was talking about, the Aaron Valenti case on Wednesday, how they did an autopsy on her once they found her dead, and they she didn't have a heart attack or a stroke, but they said it was just death from a manic episode. So that is a possibility of what happened to her, is that she just kind of frightened herself and gave up hope. Um, and it plays into a million other things, because like I said, they've done a lot of research since then. But I'm just keeping it underneath my 15-minute mark, so I'm going to cut it right here. That is the whole story of what actually happened in this study. You're only going to hear it here unless you want to read scientific journal papers. Everything that you read online about it is true. You know, my Mindset Monday was true, but it's not the entirety of the story. And the entirety of the story, I think, is very important because it shows us so much more about what is actually going on. I hope you guys enjoyed this, and I hope you're having a fantastic week. I will be back tomorrow for the What a Week episode, going over all the news articles that you may have missed throughout the week. 
I hope you guys are out there enjoying the sunshine. Have a great rest of your Friday, everybody. Thank you.